0: know that Mitch Trubisky will start. We don't know how many times he'll start. We don't know what would trigger the head coach to stop him from starting. But here we go, as they like to say. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovachowicz of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. Comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into Hockey and or baseball, I also offer daily shots of Penguins and Pirates that I hope you'll check out. The Steelers had one final day of practice over on the south side, and they're now going to be off today, tomorrow, and all weekend. Coming back to work Monday, such is the beauty. Well, one of the few beauties from the player's perspective of their collective bargaining agreement. The next time you see or hear from them, they'll be formally focused on the Bengals in the September 11 opener in Cincinnati. And it is at that point that Mitch Trubisky is going to take over the football team. He's going to be the guy. But to what extent can you be the guy if you're constantly looking over his shoulder. And he will be. He will be. I know it. You know it. He knows it. Everyone associated with the Steelers knows it. They also know that even when it's a game setting, when everyone should be on the same page, a home game setting, and he throws an incomplete pass, just a routine incomplete pass, just completely bungles it the same mega thought balloon will arise over the entire stadium, Kenny wouldn't have done that. And then we will all look to the sideline. You know what I'm talking about because you've done it. To see if Kenny has a football in his hand. Maybe he's warming up. Maybe he's just getting a little loose over there. Maybe someone instructed him to put his helmet. Whoa, he's got his helmet on. So you go back out onto the field, and Mitch is really having a rough drive. Now, never mind whether or not the offensive line is letting him down or there are drops or whatever, it won't matter. It won't matter. We're fixated on the quarterback, and if Kenny had thrown that ball, it would have been just a little bit more catchable. And then, ooh, how long should I wait for this little narrative? How about the second quarter of the first home game? There, how's that? Is that reasonable? The second quarter. The offense comes back out, and Mitch throws an interception. Yeah, they're booing. You're booing. Don't lie. You're booing. Now, you and I don't make the quarterback switches. The head coach does. And this is the threshold that Mike Tomlin really has to have set up for himself in advance. It's almost as if he's got to say – not to any of us, maybe not even to his assistants, but to himself. I'm going to stick with this guy for X number of games, unless it's just completely catastrophic. I'm going to stick with this guy, and I'm going to find a way to send signals to him so that he feels that. What can you expect at Point Park University in downtown Pittsburgh? Respect, Rigor, relevance, that's the Point Park pledge. You'll be treated with respect while being challenged and supported academically to graduate with career-ready, relevant skills. Visit pointpark.edu to learn more. And it's going to be a test. It's going to be a test for the head coach. But hey, let's remember, too, for the athlete. I got to tell you, I've really, really admired the way Mitch has handled all of this through camp. He knew, well, he had to have known to some extent when he was signed in free agency that this was going to be a good opportunity for him, that more likely than not, he was going to be the starting quarterback. And he did carry himself that way, even after the drafting of Kenny Pickett. And all through camp and the preseason games and everything else, while he kind of kept his head above water on this front more than the other two quarterbacks in that environment, meaning that he was the only one who would openly state, yes, I think I'm the starter. Yes, I think I'm going to be the starter. I'm practicing right now. I'm going through everything as if I'm going to be the starter. No one else was saying that. Kenny really couldn't say that. He just showed up you know, in the NFL. But I can say that now and I can applaud Mitch for having done this well through a camp and preseason setting. But it's not the same thing. If he'd had a lousy exhibition, if he'd had a lousy couple of drives, He could have shrugged it off. If he goes into Cincinnati and just gets embarrassed, that's different. That's different. Maybe the ears will perk up. Maybe family and friends will tell him some of the stuff that's being spoken or written about him on social media or conventional media or whatever, and it has an impact. Maybe he wonders what his teammates are thinking now that he might have single-handedly cost them the game. Uh, We could do this all day in terms of hypotheticals all I'm going to say about Mitch is that I believe that you can hear in Tomlin's answer that he wants that quarterback to not worry about it he doesn't want him looking at the schedule and saying well hang on if this doesn't go well against the Bengals and the Patriots well they can just roll Kenny out there for the home game against the Jets or whatever and Save the season from all the damage that Trubisky did. All I know is that the head coach has to have something in mind. He has to. I think he'd be derelict in duty if he didn't. When we come back, J1Q. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. Learn more at marines.com. This portion of Daily Shot of Steelers is brought to you by our friends at Mike's Beer Bar. They're located directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. They are the one, the only, the premier destination in Pittsburgh for craft beer. More than 500 craft beers available more than 350 of those local and more than 80 of those on tap mike's can't be topped not for beer not for the awesome kitchen and menu that's available and not for all the special events that are going on there check them out online at mikesbeerbar.com mike's beer bar right across federal street from pnc park and today's j1q comes from justin on the south side flats One of my old haunts, and it is. DK, do you think that all of this is needed to pound the alarm for a young stud like Dan Moore Jr.? In my eyes, he's going to figure it out. He's shown us the capability of it before with shutting down the likes of Miles Garrett. You know, I'm careful in this job from the simple accuracy standpoint Of going at guys and suggesting that they need to be motivated or they need to be pushed. Because just to make it to the big league level in any sport, you've got to be pretty bleeping motivated. I don't care what kind of natural talent you were born with. You still have to achieve a lot by way of effort to make it. So I'm reflexively ready to go back at you and say, no, 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 you don't know this kid. He is really Uh, Just a, a, a terrific young man with a great head on his shoulders and everything else. And he doesn't need anything like that. And all of that's accurate. I've been as impressed with Dan Moore off the field as with any young player they've had in some time. However, however, there is something to be said for when you're facing a challenge the magnitude of Garrett on a Sunday and everyone's looking at you, and everyone's doubting you, maybe even inside your own building, maybe even your peers, your positional coaches, your head coach, and you go out there, and you have the performance of your life. Now, if you ask me on a completely impartial basis, I thought Garrett was just lousy. Now, that's not to take excessive credit away from more, but I thought Garrett looked uninspired, uh, hurt, nagging injuries, who knows, something. Something was off, but he was lousy. Nonetheless, Moore had his day. He won. Everyone talked about it. Everyone should have talked about it. So it's in there. You know that it's in there. He's shown it. And maybe, to your point, he needs that sort of thing. We don't know nearly enough about him. He hasn't been around that long. Maybe he's going to be one of these guys that just has to have some kind of uh, extra challenge put in front of him. Again, I'm trying to be careful with how I word this because I don't think he's someone who lacks fire. I think he's just someone who has to be totally locked in. That's what we've seen thus far, which again isn't much. But I don't know. I mean, you can tell from the way I'm answering this. I just don't know. I'm not going to pretend to have all the answers here. Believe me. If Garrett was, in fact, as lousy as I think he was, then maybe the whole Moore thing was an illusion that day. If Moore really wasn't all that efficient in general and never should have earned the starting left tackle spot as quickly as he did, then there's a much, much, much bigger problem at hand. And this is why, to keep pounding the same drum, I keep being disappointed, feeling disappointed that the Steelers couldn't have done something or just didn't do something that might have been available to them had they offered maybe a higher draft pick or significantly higher draft pick and said, listen, we're not going to be able to get through this season without a left tackle we can trust. We're just not. And we're going to have to do whatever we have to. Move heaven and earth to get one. And Yes, listen, I understand that these aren't exactly floating around out there. And this year in particular seems to be a pretty rough one in that capacity. But it's not like the position doesn't matter. You know, right now, this football team is set up so that absolutely every single thing they've done to date can be undone by one positional group. And you know which one it is. And the fact that it still doesn't feel like everything that could have been done was done. uh, We'll see. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. We'll do another one of these tomorrow.